What's up, good people? It's Tony Baker back again for another session of that verbal cardio. <laughs> I don't even know why I laughed just then, but it just felt right. I got my water. And I'm back, man. It's Monday, man. How y'all doing? How was everybody's weekend? It ain't like you can call in and answer back, but let me know after you listen, man. Uh, it was an interesting weekend, man. I'm going to be honest with y'all, man. We had the Oscars uh, last night. Uh, I did a, a a fundraiser show, well, some shows in uh, Flint, Michigan on Saturday. And uh, you know, I watched the movie on Friday. So those are the three things. I'm going to be talking about in today's episode, okay? Um, First of all, um, Flint, Flint, Michigan. Uh, I'm sure a lot of y'all have heard that um, they're going through a a city poisoning crisis right now. You know, um, the whole whole water supply in Flint is chock full of lead, that's going to the people of Flint, man. Just you know, the 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 water that they they cook with, they bathe with, um, has high levels of lead in it because of the pipes they chose to use for the city. Um, so it's a just it's just a big it's a tragedy, man. And it's happening in America right now. So it's just like, damn, man, like lead in the water, man. And, you, you know, water is life, man. So it's just like, oh, this is horrible, man. So, you know, we did a couple shows. Uh, uh, I did it through Flappers, uh, Shondalia White, Dave Reynolds. Um They were going to do some shows out there, and they asked me to come on board. And I was like, of course, let's go. Went out there, did two shows, and uh, they were great. They were good. They were good, man. Like, you know, a lot of people ask me, what, how was the audience? Were they, did they laugh at it? Yes, they laughed, man. Yeah, they had a good time, man. And uh, I was just honored to be, you know, a part of the experience, man. I did go through, and, you know, I was on the bill, too, with Michael Rayner, who's from that area. Uh, he lived in a little spot right outside of Flint, right outside of Flint. So, you know, he was very much familiar with the territory and, um, you know, Dave was born in Detroit, and I was born in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So it was a, it was a big Michigan connect. And, you know, Shondalia, uh, Shondalia White is from Flint. So it was cool, man. It, w- it was cool just to see, you know, the people of the area and to talk with them and see what was going on. Um, everybody knows that, you know, Detroit and, like, you know, even Flint – are cities on the decline like you know a lot of a lot of people have left the area just you know the population declines are just epic and you know uh we were driving around flint and and you know we were looking at the houses and it was just it was really sad to see so many businesses just gone like you know and they just sitting there just boarded up you know It'd be like a, a liquor store here that's open and next to it. You got three, four, five, just, a, a you know, closed, abandoned businesses. Just 
And, you know, people still live in these areas. So it's just like, man, where do they go? Like, you know, and, and that's hard to see. Like, you know, you got to come outside and see this. Like, you know, we were on this one block. It was like the whole block was abandoned houses. People were gone. I was just like, damn, man. It was just sad to see, like, you know, as a kid, you know, you go outside to play. All you're looking at is abandoned homes like that. That doesn't instill in you like, man, man, my neighborhood is is lavish. No, you know, it's just like, man, nobody wants to be here. You going outside to that, like you going outside, you taking your little sled outside and you see this. And it's like, damn, man, like nobody wants to live where I live. Like, I don't. I don't like that feeling like, you know, I'm just like, damn, man, this is just ridiculous. And like in the Midwest, man, you got some beautiful brick homes, like, you know, beautiful houses, like, you know, nice size houses, got some houses with some meat on the bone. You feel me? Like, cause I feel like out here in LA, man, these houses are too small, especially you're going to be paying an arm, two legs, a nipple, a butt cheek and a kneecap for these houses. And you're not getting your money's worth, man. These houses are small for the prices you pay. Like you paying like a million seven hundred fifty thousand in this small ass house. Like you can get a full spread in Atlanta or like you know even even the Midwest. You got a big ass house for like two fifty. You know one seventy five. Like man, dog, you you get your money's worth in the Midwest. But it's like people are leaving the area. And it was just seeing this, man, seeing this type of, you know, people walking home from church onto blocks of just abandoned houses or like, you know, it's a, it's a house right here, right next to it. It's a house boarded up right across the street is a house. The front door is gone. Graffiti's on, on, the, on the house. You know, it's just like you got to look out your window and see that or at night. Look out your window and see that. Or maybe you'll see somebody squatting in that abandoned house. It's just it's just not a good environment to grow up in or to live in, man. But you you know, you you worked hard all your life. You you pay for this house. You put everything up for this house. You put everything into this house and then bam. That's what you gotta see, like flight from your area. People leaving, people gone, just Oh, man, it brought me down, man. My eyes watered and everything. I was like, God damn, man. A lot of people tease me, you know, they tease me on, you know, my Instagram page. Because, I, you know, I have a villain that I created. His name is Travis Santiago. Horrible villain. He's just a play on, you know, movie villains, how just whack they are. Because they just, they always fail because they're just doing too much. And... The villain character that I created, his whole plot was to destroy the water supply. And that that was before this whole thing about Flint got out. So now everybody's like, yo, Flint, the water supply, Flint, the water supply. Everybody thinks they're the first person to ever say, yo, the the Flint thing, him, he did it, he did it. I'm like, yeah, all right, all right, but for real. And I don't I don't want to I don't want it to seem like I was being insensitive about what was really going on when I, you know, created that character and his plans to contaminate the water supply. Now, no, I had no intention of doing that. Absolutely not. I was just thinking of, you know, movie villains, they always got an extravagant plan. It's not just, yeah, we're going to get this money. It's like, nah, man, I'm going to lift up the entire city and raise it into the upper atmosphere. And if you don't pay up the money, I'm going to just detonate it on high. 
for everybody to watch. You know, just ridiculous plans like millions of people will be in the city, in the sky before I blow it up. If you don't pay me my $3 billion in small unmarked bills. Like, you really didn't, can, can, why your plan got to be this extravagant, man? Just put your mind to some gambling or something. So, but it was just, it was just tough to see. And it was like, man, it, it just made me feel petty about the shit I complain about on a regular basis. Man, this traffic is just, yeah, so what, man? You're inconvenienced going to your job in a city full of people living and thriving and going to work. I was like, yo, this is a, this is a petty complaint. Yeah, traffic leads to, you know, air pollution, which is a bigger problem. Global warming, which is a bigger problem. But, like, the, we complain about it because it's an inconvenience. It's just annoying to be in this. Tra- I'm annoyed today because I'm in this traffic. But, you know, I have, you know, I'm not rinsing my mouth out with lead water, you know. So it, it may, it put things in perspective. Like, let me quit. Let me quit, quit complaining over just dumb, petty shit. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're bigger fish to fry. Like, you know, I'll, I'm sorry I'm inconvenienced on my way to the comedy club because the traffic is thick. I'll, I'll live. I'll get over it. I'll survive, you know. And I'll be back on the freeway again in the traffic again, so I might as well just shut my ass up and be happy that I have a job to go to and an apartment to live in. How about that? So, you know. Let open my eyes to that and put everything in perspective, man. So I was like, man, Flint, Michigan, man. and it hurts too because, you know, I was born in I was born in that state, you know, and to see that state, you know, cities within the state hurting like this, it's just like, man, I felt the connection. Like even though I was raised in Chicago, um, you still feel a connection to your birthplace, especially you know it's always in your story. It's always in your story. Like you know, yeah, I was born and it, it, it's a part of your life, even though you might may not remember the area too much and you know my grandmother lived in grand rapids so we would visit her and you know that's that's uh the white side of my family pretty much lived in michigan so you know my grandmother was white just in case y'all didn't know but um yeah so i definitely feel a connection to the area but uh man dog it was just tough to see and i was just like damn man shit is real out here shit is real in the field out here man and I'm just like, oh man. And I want a home. That's all you want in life is to own a home, man. You want to you want to work your job and own a home, man. You want to have a house, raise some kids in there. You, you, even if you don't want kids, you still want a house to, to call your own, a piece of land. You know what I mean? So it's just like that's all. That's all you really want, man. You want to provide for your family, have a have a nice home for your family. You know, people want a sense of home. And then when you go back to your home and people abandon it and it's just like, damn, man, it's tough to see. And this is America. And it, you know, it's, it's, it's places in other countries in, in worse off shape than Flint. But it's just like, damn, man, shit is real out here, man. Stop complaining out here over this dumb shit. And then I post it on social media like, you know. Um, and I'll call, I'll call some backlash on the, on the sexism tip, but like, you know, I was at the airport. First of all, airports, I hate the selfishness of airport travel, man. I just hate it, man. Cause people are just so sit y'all asses down, man. We going to the same spot, man. Just relax. You're not going to get left. You're not going to lose your seat. 
just sit your ass down, man. I, I just hate the whole, like, you know, people try to, try to, you know, get off the plane before you do. Like, can you just go in the order of the roles that people are getting off? Now, mind you, this excludes people that have a connecting flight and, you know, you trying to catch it before it leaves. I understand that. Let everybody know, yo, I got a flight to catch. Let me, let me. But if you just getting and you just going to the cab or to the car or to the rental car place, you can take your time, man. Just just relax, sit down, wait your turn, and get off the plane, man. Stop trying to cut on the on the sneak tip. I can't stand the the cutting on the sneak tip. Like we were in line, we were in group three to get on the American Airlines flight, and this dude just walks up in front of us. How do you know what group we in, dog? Like, how do you know? that i wasn't in your group and you just you just stood in front of me man like you know i'm like how do you know like you don't know i'm just standing there and just because i'm not standing up the ass of the person in front of me doesn't mean i'm not in line i just don't like crowding people like that i just hate the whole sentiment like people are selfish and anyway so when we coming back you know, uh, we barely made our next flight because we flew from Flint to uh, O'Hare in Chicago, then O'Hare to L.A. So we barely made it to uh, our flight from Ho- O'Hare because we were coming in from Flint and we had to shuttle to the to the sea uh, concourse. So we get over there. As soon as we get over there, you know, the dude is already checking boarding passes. So our group is already, you know, pretty much done. So we get up there and uh, so I'm in line. It was three of us traveling together, me, Mike and Dave. And I was in the back of that three. And then this girl walks up. She tried to cut in front of me on the sneak. And then I looked at her and then she looked at me and was like, gave me like, yeah, gave me that smile. Like kind of hurry, but like, just sit your ass down. So, uh, so the guy, the guy, you know, scans my ticket or whatever. He was like, thank, thank you, sir. And I was like, thank you, man. He was very polite. Like you, you don't always get that at the airport. You don't always get that warmth. And so, uh, and then, Hey, sweetie, he called her sweetie when she handed, handed, uh, him the, uh, the boarding pass. So then she, uh, she walks up behind me when we like about to get on the plane. She's like, why did he call you sir and then just call me sweetie and i'm just like i just saw a city full of abandoned homes uh you know poison water supply and i'm just like internally i'm just like shut the fuck up like it's not a big deal you know uh I'm just not with it right now. And she brought it to me. Like, you know, why Why did he call you? So I don't give a shit, man. I, I mean, you know, was it sexist? Yes. Yes, it was. But it was like, in the moment, I'm just like, I don't want to hear this shit. Like, you know, there are bigger problems than him calling you sweetie, being nice. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was sexism on the nice tip. But I'm just like... There are bigger problems out there. There are bigger problems than somebody calling you sweetie. And then, you know, people got on me like, well, you don't know how it feels to be a woman. And, you know, I don't. I don't know how it feels to be a woman. And, you know, because I'm not a woman. And women go through sexism and it's it's dumb as hell and it's unfair and it's not right. And, uh, you know, I I definitely, definitely acknowledge that. And uh, I didn't know sweetie was an issue like that. And um, cause I get called sweetie too. And honey, 
by women at diners or grocery stores. Uh, I've been called sweetie and honey several times, but I've never felt offended. So I, I, I didn't see the, the issue. I was just like, who gives a shit? As long as they nice, just be nice. I don't care. And it's all in tone. That's how I was taking it. It's all in tone. But, you know, they would, they would explain it to me. Well, no, you know, it's just call me ma'am. And then people get offended by ma'am. So it's just like, I'm not that old. I'm like, oh, you know what? Just hello, sir. Everybody's sir. Or everybody's just person. How about that? Hello, person. There you go. All right, person. Thank you for coming. Thank you for flying with us, person. Just call everybody person from now on just to be on the safe side because, you know. Everybody's offended by everything. And um, so I called that. But I, I was just like, I don't want to hear this complaint right now. I'm just I'm still reeling from a city that's just in bad, horrible shape. With like kids, kids that have been poisoned by this water supply. And I'm just like, eh, you being called sweetie. Uh, I'm sorry you had to go through that. I'm sorry that that was just devastating to your entire life right there. Um yeah, um, I'm gonna probably catch flag for what I just said now on the podcast. But you know what? Ah, you can't win. You can't win. So that that was that was my weekend. You know, exhausted. You know what I mean. But uh, the Oscars were last night, and you know, a lot of people, as you know, you know, Jada Pinkett was like, you know, boycott the Oscars, man. Where's the lack? This the lack of color. Uh, but shout out to uh, Mexican, uh, a director from Mexico, uh, Alejandro. Uh, I don't know how to say his last name. I don't want to mess it up. Uh, Alejandro. Let me get it right. Let me get it right before y'all shred me up. Ah, I don't have his, uh, his uh, picture up. But he got the best director award for The Revenant. And this was his second director academy award in a row dope man he's in rare company man i think only one other director has done a back-to-back win like that and uh that's dope man on the latino to latinos represented man hey they got theirs last night you know what i mean so that's dope man good for him uh oh, his last name i want to get his last name right man let me let me cue this up man because i don't, don't want to be out here just alejandro got his oscar you know alejandro just sounds okay alejandro alejandro in your in your um in your in your i don't know i don't know if I'm saying it right, wrong, I don't know. And it has an accent over the N and an accent over the A. So I'm just like, uh, I don't want to screw the name up, man. So if you're listening to the podcast and you know how to say his name, let me know how to say his name right. And if you have my actual phone number, send me a voice note on how to say his last name because I don't want to screw it up. Very talented director, man. Good for him. I thought he did a great job with The Revenant. I don't think it was best picture worthy. But directorially, he did he did his goddamn thing. It's beautifully it's beautifully shot, amazing shots, man, amazing shots, and just I really felt like I was in that world watching that movie. So it beautifully beautifully directed, and uh, the visuals are just incredible, man. And uh, Leonardo got his young Oscar for that same movie, his first Oscar, long overdue. Shout out to Leo D. Cap. 
And uh, he got his Oscar, man. Good for him. And then during his acceptance speech, man, he had a great message at the end about global warming is our biggest problem, man. He got that in there, man. That's key because the Oscars don't even matter when it comes to shit like this. Like, we, we're we going to die off. We're going to screw this planet up, end up dying off, and the planet is still going to be here. The planet's like, ah, I'm glad they're going. We out here greedy. We out here polluting the planet. We out here screwing up. Nobody seems to care. And then when people do care, like, oh, they always talking about saving the planet. Like, you're annoyed? You're annoyed that people are trying to save the planet. And, you know, it's dumb. Like, you, you don't realize the damage you're doing, but it's going to get real soon enough. You're you going to feel it when you ain't got no choice but to feel it. You're like, oh, I see what you were saying as you lay dying from... Oh, global warming. Oh, man, it's scary, man. It's scary what we're doing to this planet. I'm guilty of it, you know, and it's just it's scary, man. It's like, yo, we're not going to be here too much longer if we keep it up. We got to make some changes. I mean, you know, the sun is going to kill the planet eventually, but that's that's way down the road. We're going to kill ourselves just doing some dumb shit a lot sooner than that. And the earth is going to be sitting right here like, all right, I told y'all, man, I'm going to be here. Y'all the ones going to be gone. I ain't going nowhere. Boom. So Leonardo, he mentioned that. And shout out, he gave a shout out to the indigenous peoples around the world, man. Man, total total class act, man. And uh, it's great to get messages like that out there, man. It's bigger than just an award show or performance, man. We got to think about life. And uh, I thought it was dope, man. Good for him, man. Long overdue. And uh, he's one of my favorite actors to uh, to watch, man. I really like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. And uh, good for him. Spotlight got Best Picture. And I thought it should have gotten Best Picture. Out of, the, out of the movies that I've seen nominated for Best Picture, I felt like Spotlight was the strongest. Mad Max was probably my favorite out of the movies nominated, but I felt like Spotlight was best picture worthy because, you know, the, the entire cast, it was well acted. The story was relevant and like raw and like current. And, you know, it was kind of eye opening. Like I never I never knew about that. So it was just like, man, dog, this is dope. And it just felt like, you know, I was just peeking into that world. And like I was like, yo, this is this is dope. Like it, it, it felt like. I wasn't even watching acting. It was just like life. And I was just like, yo, this is this is really well done. And I got it, you know. I didn't get the big short. And, you know, The Revenant was cool, but I was just like, eh, okay. But um, Spotlight, it deserved that best picture. In my opinion, I felt like it was the strongest. Of them. I saw all but one. The only one I didn't see was Room. I just didn't feel like being drugged down emotionally. So I was just like, eh, I'll pass on watching The Room. But um, shout out to Spotlight. But the big thing was, like, what was Chris Rock going to say, you know, during his monologue? Is he going to address the, the lack, the lack, the lack, the lack of, of, you know, the color in the nominees, man? And he did. He went in, man. He went in. He took it there. As we expected, as we knew Chris Rock would, he took it there, man. Made the comedians proud, man. Chris Rock, you made the comedians proud, man. You did your thing. I thought he did a good job on an incredibly tough job. That gig was super tough this year because of because of the controversy. And I thought he handled it good, man. He, he skewered everything, man. And I, I felt like, good job, man. 
I'm sure, you know, the New York Post and all that. Did he go too far? Ah, shut the fuck up. Y'all went too far by ignoring all of these black performances last year, man. Come on, man. Creed couldn't get no nominations other than Sylvester. You know what I'm saying? Straight out of Compton just got, come on, man. Come on. If the Martian can get Best Picture nomination, can Creed and Straight Outta Compton get in there? Come on, man. Idris Elba killed it. You nominate Tom Hardy for The Revenant, but you ignore Idris Elba's performance? Uh, I, I just don't get it. Like, Tom Hardy was good in The Revenant, but I felt like he's been that character before. Like, he, it was cool, but I was like, all right, he, he's he's angry. He wants He wants his, you know, shit. Yeah, okay. I felt like, and the dude, the dude that won uh, best supporting actor was from the Bridge of Spies. He was, he was just okay. He was just okay. Like you know, I felt, I felt like Bridge of Spies is, is a tad overrated. It's good, but I was like, eh, okay. I don't know, man. That's just me. I felt like, I felt like Sylvester should have got that one, man. He did a great job in Creed. But nah, man, the dude from Bridges Spies won Best Supporting Actor. I'm like, man, yeah, I mean, it was yeah, he was he was like dry and chill the whole movie. No, he was he was boring to me. Let's let's just put that out there. I was like, oh, okay, he he was dry as hell. He was he was toast, no butter. I mean, you fell for the guy. He was like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, he seems like a good dude. He's a spy, but he seems like a good dude. But yeah, I was still. It was a dry ass performance, man. Ah, man, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing over there. But um, yeah, I felt like Sylvester should have got that supporting actor joint. But you know, I'm only speaking on because I didn't see all of the best supporting actor performances. But I did see Mark Ruffalo's performance in Spotlight, which he was nominated to. He did good. Too. I thought he was better than the Bridge of Spies guys as well. I don't know, man. I was just like. Ah. I ain't watched the Oscars anyway, but I just wanted to see Chris Rock's monologue. I didn't get the Stacey Dash coming out thing. Shit was awkward. I guess it was supposed to be awkward, and it was, and I didn't see the point of it. It wasn't even funny awkward. It was just like, okay. She came out and said, happy Black History Month, and then walked off. And I was like, what, what, what was this? I know it was a play on what she said about, you know, we shouldn't even have a BET. And then it was just like, what? I didn't get it. So, but Chris Rock did a good job. But the ratings were the lowest Oscar ratings in eight years. So some people tuned out, but it's still easily the most watched night last night. It was the most watched show last night, easily. It's probably going to be like 30 million viewers total when they tally everything up. Still a lot of people watching, but it did dip, though. It's a It's an eight-year dip. So uh, some people was like, eh, we ain't watching. But it wasn't like a big blackout like, every, like you know, some people wanted. But, uh, yeah, so the Oscars happened. I watched this movie called Triple Nine on Friday. Um, it's, like a, it's like a crime thriller, and, uh, which I love. I love that genre, man. I like the gritty crime dramas, man. It's about uh, some crooked cops and some, uh, some uh, ex- uh, soldiers that um, you know they were they were into some some crooked things. They were working with the Russian mob in Atlanta, Georgia, and you know um, so it's like half crooked cops, half ex soldier group 
uh, led by Chiwetel Geo Four. The cast is great. You got Chiwetel in there, um, Casey Affleck, dude. What's his name from uh, The Walking Dead? Um, oh, I can't think of his name. He's the guy with the bow and arrow on The Walking Dead. He's in. Oh, Norman Reedus is his name. He's in there. Jesse from Breaking Bad is in this joint. Um, Anthony Mackie's in this joint. Kate Winslet is in this joint, killing it as the Russian uh, crime boss lady. And uh, it, it was it was the great cast. Ben Affleck's brother, Casey Affleck, did his thing. I like Casey Affleck, man. He's good. Uh, my buddy Richard from the Comedy and Magic Club said Triple Nine was kind of like the Departed in a way. Like, you know, not, not as good as the Departed, but it had that Departed vibe. And I, I agree with him, man. And um, I liked it, man. Like, I recommend it. Like, go check it out. It's entertaining. Got some good action sequences in there. And it was good to see the gritty side of Atlanta in there. Like, I'm used to the Tyler Perry Atlanta. But this showed the gritty side of Atlanta, man. You know, I was like, ooh, the the gangbangers and the, and the drug dealing and the, and the prostitution side of Atlanta. I was like, okay, now, now we're cooking, ATL. Because I know... All you, all the rappers you hear about the trap house. Where, where the trap house? Where the trap house? Where the trap house at in these movies? I saw the gritty side. I was like, oh, okay. This is the Atlanta I've been hearing about from T.I. And, you know, Outkast, Jeezy. Okay, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the movie was dope, man. Like, uh, I enjoyed it. So I definitely recommend Triple Nine if, you, if you're thinking about a movie to watch. If, you know, the gritty... Crime dramas are up your alley, man. Go check it out, man. It's a good cast, too, man. The cast was just right. It was hard to really root for anybody. I guess I kind of rooted for Casey Affleck, but it was hard to kind of really root for anybody. There was no there was no real Captain America type, you know, guy in this movie to root for. So it was just, you know, I guess Casey. You know what I mean? But uh Definitely check it out, man. That's uh, a good movie. I don't know what I'm watching next. Uh, I'm trying to think of what comes out Friday. I probably hit it up. I'm just waiting on Batman and Superman, man. It, who y'all? Who y'all rooting for in the Batman Superman? Whose team are you on? Batman or Superman? Who you rooting for? Who you got in this fight? I'm rooting for Batman. I'm Team Batman all day, and I'm gonna I'm gonna elaborate on that more once the movie comes out. So I'm going to save that for a different podcast, but, uh, that's it. That's it for this episode of verbal cardio. Sorry if it was a little too serious for y'all, but you know, this, this ain't just a comedy podcast. This is just me running my mouth funny or not, you know, and I just had to address the Flint situation, man. It's hard to find a lot of humor in that. And, um, it's really sad, man. So, Donate what you can uh, to Flint and, you know, just read into it and educate yourselves about what's going on out here on these streets, man. And uh, shout out to you guys for, for listening, man. This is Tony Baker, Verbal Cardio.